Remember Poppy and Freddie? Does it, do you remember the stories? Well, we did some of them during uh, Bethel Kids as well, when we were actually on screen, uh, when we were on, on, uh, online. Yeah, there we are, that'll do. When we were online. Um, and I wrote us a Poppy and Freddie story for this morning. And the Poppy and Freddie story is the guessing game. So, I haven't had a chance to do lots of graphics and images for this morning, but this is our lovely family. We have Freddie and Poppy in the middle there, and they are brother and sister. They live in a lovely little house in a lovely little town with their mum and dad, their rabbit called Fluff, and their dog called Duke. One day, Freddie and Poppy had just got home from school and were sitting at the table to do their homework. Who is, uh, who is in your family and what do they do, muttered Poppy, while absent-mindedly chewing her pencil. Poppy wrote hers and Freddie's name and then mum and dad's name on the paper. Oh, this is easy, said Freddie. I'm Freddie and I'm awesome at football. Poppy wrote, Freddie, okay at football. <laughs> well, I'm great at football. What about you then, said Freddie. Poppy picks up her pen and thinks for a moment and writes, Poppy, crafting genius. Crafting genius, asked Freddie. Yeah, I'm super good at craft, like colouring, cutting, sticking, drawing, all those things, really, said Poppy. Yeah, I suppose so, said Freddie. What about Mum and Dad, though? Poppy and Freddie look at each other across the table. Mum, yells Poppy. Dad, yells Freddie. Both Mum and Dad come into the room, as good parents do when their children yell from the other room. We have to do this homework and we have to find out who is in the family and what they do. I've said, I'm a footballer, said Freddie, and I'm a crafting genius, said Poppy. Yep, that sounds about right for you too, said Dad. And so you want to know what me and Dad do, said Mum. Yes, both Poppy and Freddie replied at the same time. Well, I started Mum, but at just that moment, Dad's phone went off and a loud beeping sound started coming from the utility room. Dad picked up his phone and explained it was somebody from work. I think this is a bit of an emergency at work, said Dad, as he went into the corridor to answer his phone. And then Mum said, I'll go and check on what that beeping is, because that's worrying. Poppy and Freddie were left with their list. Well, said Poppy, I think we're going to have to figure this out ourselves. Oh, a guessing game, awesome. Let's find some clues, says Freddie. So they snuck out after Dad, and he seemed to be talking to one of his friends from work. Suddenly, they overheard Dad say, That's okay, I can present that part of it. Poppy and Freddy looked at each other with a funny look on their face. Present, said Freddy. Like on a TV show, said Poppy. I didn't know Dad was on TV, said Freddy. Neither did I. Shall I put it down on the list? Wait, let's make sure says Freddie, pressing his ear against the door. Well, we need to add that into the script, they heard Dad say. Script, said Freddie. See, I told you. Poppy was too busy listening at the door. She heard Dad say, the lights will be sorted. Yes, because the director will be there too. I know what, I know what, Freddie. I think he is a TV presenter, he said. He said, lights and director, and script, and, and about presenting. Yeah, I think so too. So Poppy wrote TV presenter 
on the piece of paper. Do you think they got it right? You think they got it right? Okay, we'll have to look. Later on, Poppy and Freddie were lurking outside the kitchen, listening for clues about what Mum does. One day I will get to the bottom of this and find out who is taking them, they overheard Mum say. They're going into the missing pile, and then I'm going to need to break this case wide open. They also heard Mum say. Freddie, said Poppy, I think Mum may be a detective. What makes you think that, said Freddie. Well, she said about take people taking things and breaking cases open and lots of missing pile things. I think she's working on a missing, missing people list. Doesn't Mum take that big bag with her when she goes to work, asked Freddie. Yes, she does. Good plan. Maybe we'll find a clue in there. So Poppy and Freddie went and found Mum's big work bag. They unzipped the bag and found cameras, said Freddie. Photos, said Poppy. I don't recognize any of these people, said Freddie, going through the pictures. Maybe these are the people Mum is keeping an eye on, said Poppy. So do we think... Mum is a detective? Yeah, I think that's the only answer, said Poppy. And she wrote down detective next to Mum's name. You think she got it right? You think she got it right? I don't know. Don't know. Not enough clues yet, isn't it? Right. Later on over dinner, the family were talking about their day, and Dad asked, so, did you finish your homework? Did you guess what me and Mum do? Yes, we did, said Freddie proudly. Dad is a TV presenter and Mum is a detective, Poppy said confidently. Mum and Dad looked at each other with big smiles and, start, uh, and big smiles started to appear on their faces, which turned into a big laugh. Poppy and Freddie looked at each other puzzled. Did we get it wrong? They asked. A little bit. What led you to that guess, asked Dad, trying, to trying not to smile. Well, we heard you on the phone, and you were talking about being a presenter and lights and cameras and scripts and directors, said Poppy. And that's what you need for TV shows, all those things, added Freddie. Oh, I was on the phone with work, said Dad. We have a big presentation to do for one of the directors who runs the company that I'm in. So I'm making sure the script is okay so everyone knows what to say at the right time. And what's that about lights then, asked Freddie. Well, that was the emergency, explained Dad. The lights weren't working in the meeting room, so we were trying to get them fixed before the big day, finished Dad. And what about you, Mum? Are you a detective? Asked Freddie. We heard you saying things about breaking a case and a missing pile, and you wanted to find out who was doing something. Well, started Mum, giggling a little, that was me sorting the laundry. You know how we always have an odd sock pile and loose socks all the time? Well, I have a missing sock pile, and they, when I find them, I find their partner, and they can go together again. I'm Detective Pickles. You're Detective Pickles. Yes, because I found out Awesome. Oh, said Poppy and Freddy together. But what about breaking the case open, asked Freddy. Well, that was a suitcase Dad brought back from his conference. The lock is broken, and I need to break it open to get all the washing out, said Mum. Wait a minute, said Freddy. What about your surveillance equipment? Yeah, 
and all the photos, said Poppy. Well, I'm a photographer, and that's all my photo equipment. And these are photos that need to be posted to people. Oh, um, where was I? So, <laughs> so you're not a detective, Freddie asked, pointing to Mum. And you're not a TV presenter, asked Poppy. Dad, no, said Mum and Dad together. Mum then said, sometimes we can hear all the clues, but put them together wrong. And you, can, you two heard only a small part of the clues, but missed some of the other really obvious hints. Anyway, now that's all settled, who's ready for dessert, asked Mum. I'm sure I can follow the clues to find some in the kitchen. Oh, Mum, said Poppy. And I'll come and make sure it's wet presented well, <laughs> Dad said. Hot chocolate, anyone? Yes, please. The end. Hot chocolate! <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a lovely little story, and it's just the fact that sometimes we can hear all of the clues and all the hints and struggle to put the right answer together because we can sometimes read into it a little bit more than what we want to. This morning... Sorry, I've got dry mouth. This morning, I was going to have... Uh, some of my Bethel teens lot come up and read the verse for today, but they all chickened out. I did ask them. I asked them really, really nicely. I even said chocolates in there as well, but apparently standing on the platform is a bit scary for them. So um, you've got my dulcet tones reading, the, uh, reading to you this morning. <laughs> so the reading is from Matthew 16. It's on the back of my hand as well. Uh, Matthew 16, verses 13 to 20. And it goes like this. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, so others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or maybe one of the prophets. But what about you? Who asked, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, whatever you bind on earth, will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. We're just going to pray really quickly. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we have the open access to uh, your source and your fountain of knowledge and wisdom, Lord. And we, we pray, Lord, that that would open up to us this morning and that we would learn something new from this passage. Amen. Amen. So, the mask saviour. Who, hands up, has watched the mask saviour? Just Hannah? Hey, I know you've watched it because you've put me through that. You can put your hands up if you've watched it. Have you watched Master Saviour? Yeah? We've got some, got some hands up upstairs. Okay, so being as there's varying response, I'll explain the story. The premise is really simple and fun. 
you have a number of variously talented celebrities dressed up in really, really elaborate costumes. And I'm not even kidding you, like seriously elaborate costumes. All without any identifying markers on them. Their speaking voice is changed and their face is fully covered up. They answer some questions and then drop some cryptic clues in a bit of an interview. Uh, just to see if you can guess who they are. And then finally, they sing a song. And to varying degrees, the word sing is used. Then some judges and a studio audience and us at home have our chance to guess who the celebrity is by putting the pieces together, analyzing the performance, the vocal talent, the stance, the mannerisms, the accent. It all comes into deciding and figuring out who this person is. It's a really fun program to watch. As a family, it provides a platform for some lesser-known artists and songs, while also creating a collective experience for a family to enjoy. It's good fun. So, why have I themed a Sunday morning talk on a Saturday night TV program? <laughs> well, it got me thinking of this moment in the Bible that I've just read, and we find it in Matthew 16, 13 to 20. And there's also an account in Mark's gospel and in Luke's gospel as well. In this verse, we catch up with Jesus and his disciples, and they have had a busy time traveling around. There has been a few meals shared with numerous people. Scores of people have been healed, and Jesus has given some cryptic warnings about yeast, to which it took the disciples a few minutes to catch on. And that's a running theme with the disciples and other people. And like in the Masked Singer show, when the celebrity gets to give hints to their identity, Jesus has been giving clues and hints as to who he is. He's been healing people and sharing wisdom and in general doing things that only Jesus could do. The group come to this place of Caesarea Philippi, a Roman outpost of sorts. Fun fact, the history of the name, a guy called Philip Called it, Caesar, uh, called it after Caesar Augustus, the Roman emperor of the time, and this might give some context as to some of the verse later on. So, as the group of disciples are gathering around Jesus, on the outskirts of the Roman city, Jesus starts the conversation ball rolling with an absolute banger. Who do they say I am? Or, in Mark and Luke, who do people say the Son of Man is? Son of Man is Jesus' way of, saying, of referring to himself. So this, uh, this is time for the audience to have a guess. So if we, if we brought, draw this analogy with the show, this is time for the audience to have a guess. A quick poll. Jesus wants to know who the crowd think he is. Have they been listening? Have they been paying attention? Have they been picking out the clues that he's been dropping? The crowd responded with some of, these some of these suggestions. They said, John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, or maybe one of the prophets. For us today, we can laugh at this with our ability to see the whole story. We can say they are wrong, but it's like we're watching the TV on catch-up. We've already seen the answer. We're just watching other people discover it. We know the answer. But Jesus must have been okay with this answer. After all, their guess is put him in really good company. Good, faithful, strong men of God, 
all of whom cared for God's people. So the, the people were getting closer to who Jesus really was. It makes you think, though, if you go out or post on social media accounts, who do you say Jesus is, what would the answer be? If you polled your family and friends, who do you say Jesus is? This question is asked during the Alpha course, actually. And the answer is, uh, people do vox pops to go out and ask the people on the street, who do you say Jesus is? Some of the answers include a good man, ambassador for goodwill, remarkable man. He looks after my parents up there, a carpenter, a picture of ideology. Who do your friends and family and co-workers think Jesus is? What chance do they have to see him? To hear the clues, to see the signs and the hints, to put the picture together. Sometimes when you're putting a jigsaw together, you need to see the, the front of the, the box to be able to know where all the pieces go. How are you helping people to be able to put that jigsaw together? Then it's the turn of the, turn of the judges of the TV show, or in, this, in our case, in the story, the disciples. Who do you say I am? It's a simple question. Who do you say I am? They've been spending time with him. They're the closest to him. They should know who he is. It's directly to the disciples. What about you? Have you been paying attention? Have you, my disciples, my friends, my followers, been picking up on all the clues and all the hints on who Jesus is? You know me. You know you should know me. Go back even just to the start of this chapter, and you see an example of the disciples missing the point of what Jesus was saying. Jesus must have held his breath after asking this, moment, this question. What were his devoted followers, the people who had been seeing him do miracles and healings and teachings? What were they going to say? Well, as it happens, Simon Peter, and I'd like to think our proxy in this situation, <laughs> comes up good, and he responds with you... You are the Messiah, you are the Son of the living God. Simon Peter had put the hints and the signs and works together. He understood who Jesus was. He knew with certainty and answered Jesus with certainty. You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Leads us on then to a bit that doesn't actually appear in the TV show, but this is where we are in this verse. Who does Jesus say you are? In this case, Jesus blesses Simon Peter, saying that this was revealed by my Father in heaven. Jesus then, having had his identity guessed correctly, then decides to also change Simon Peter's name, Simon's name to Peter and reveal Peter's identity as the rock on which he will build his church. Peter didn't even know he was in the game show, and suddenly he was being stripped back, and Jesus was revealing who he was going to be. I find this amazing. Peter proclaims who he believes Jesus is, just in response. And Jesus responds by saying to Peter who he will truly now be, the rock on which he will build his church. There's power in Jesus' name. One small action from Peter, a profession of faith, and one big response from Jesus, you will have the keys of heaven. Wow. 
It's, got, it's written down, so I'm going to say it. How awesome is that? <laughs> if Jesus were here now and asked you, who do you say I am? What answer would you give? And what would Jesus then say about you? There is a craft activity for the kids, and some of the adults might need to help them because, um, you know, get involved. Um, we've got some masks up here. And what I want you to do is write down on one side, Jesus is my, and what you wanna, how you want to describe Jesus. And then on the other side, ooh, on the other side, I want you to write, I am his, and how Jesus describes you. Yeah? Okay? Is that all right? And this is for all of you youth and teens as well. You can get involved. Ha <laughs> um, On one side, you want to write, Jesus is, and you can write, my Savior, my Lord. And on the other side, you want to say who Jesus would say you are. And so when you wear it, you wear it with Jesus on the outside and what Jesus says to you on the inside. Okay? So there's some masks back here and some elasticy things as well, so you can wear them as well. Right, so whilst the kids are getting on with those, we then come up to the next bit, the big reveal. And I was going to put a little bit of a question mark on this because there's kind of like, there is a big reveal, but then there's a bit of a dumbing down of it as well. So we'll get into that. It leads us to this big reveal moment we've been waiting for. In the show on TV, the audience and the judges shout out, take it off. So they take the mask off. And which the celebrity does to reveal who they are in that moment everything drops into place. If the guesses have been right, then they're like, ha ha, I got you. And if the guesses have been wrong, it's suddenly like, oh, that's why you said that. That's why that was, that's why you sung that song. All of those things come into stark relief. Now that Jesus has revealed his identity, he tells them of the power they will have through him. Keys to the kingdom of heaven and the power to loose and bind things. These, these would have been strong words to speak out loud in the shadow of the Roman city that they were in, where this conversation takes place. This is maybe where this last bit of this section comes in, after this big reveal, which all three Gospels actually agree on. Jesus says to his disciples, don't tell anyone that I am the Messiah. I've always... I've always got a bit confused by this because this happens a number of times in the Gospels where Jesus does something big in an area or preaches to a number of people. Pardon? Whoa, go James, go! Wow, speedy boy. You pickleses have always been on your feet really quickly. Right, so it's always puzzled me because Jesus does something really, really big but then he says, don't tell anybody about me, or go away in secret, or shh, don't. I've always got a bit confused. I mean, for us today, it's almost second nature for us to want to share everything, for people to know who we are and what we do. Billion-dollar industries, like social media giants, are built entirely around that need to share our identity and who we are and what we are doing. Yet Jesus, the most important person in the history has just had his identity revealed by his disciples that he is the Son of God, the Messiah. And he tells them, great, you've got it. You put the pieces together. Now keep it to yourselves, okay? 
This isn't the first time, like I said. He's told demons to be quiet. He tells people uh, he's healed not to tell anyone. He says that for them not to even to return home sometimes. Say nothing to anyone. It's really weird, isn't it? Why? Why does he want people to scream and shout about who he is? Well, there are a few things that it could have been. Firstly, timing. Jesus needed things to happen at the appointed time and in the appointed way. With great, great crowds gathering and news traveling fast, Jesus would have raised suspicions and caught more attention from those who sought to kill him. If he had openly said that he was the Messiah, he could have been killed earlier than was meant to be. Secondly, you can also see that at this point, the crowds and the disciples aren't ready to understand the full truth of who he is and what he's come to do. They haven't, whilst Simon Peter's put that together, they haven't fully understood this. In fact, in the next part, Jesus shares what will happen next in his life. And Peter, probably full of all the confidence of being named the rock and having the keys of heaven and loosening and binding things, rebukes Jesus. Hey, Jesus, what's all this dying stuff about? I am your rock and you just told me we have got the keys of kingdom of heaven, the power to loose and bind. You're the Messiah. We can take them on. Jesus must have been the living embodiment of the eye roll emoji at this point. Peter had missed the point entirely. It, was, it wasn't about earthly kingdoms or overcoming, overcoming the current oppressive rule that was going on. It was about establishing the kingdom of heaven. And this was to be, to be done through sacrifice. And that's why it had to wait. It's clear that Jesus needed them to see and learn so much more. He needed them to witness the cross, the moment where the secrecy is dropped, the mask comes off, and everyone witnesses who Jesus really is. The great part is, like I said, is that we're watching this on catch-up. We've seen, we've heard, we have read we have witnessed, we know who Jesus is. We know the reveal has happened. And if we know who Jesus is, we should make sure that they know who Jesus is. Make sure our friends, our colleagues, our neighbors, our social media groups, our kind of friends, our family, they need to know who Jesus is. They need to find out and they need to see. And we need to show who Jesus is. We, we sang at the start, we sang songs like Shine Jesus Shine. And so our faces display your brightness. Mirrored here, let our lives tell your story. Are you Jesus in your life? Are you showing people who Jesus really is? Have you taken the mask off in your life and shown who you are? Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the encouragement of these words.